Alright, hello and welcome to episode 7 of the One Faith in Christ podcast. My name is Mark Smith. I am the gospel preacher at the Clouston Church of Christ in Clouston, Florida. And I'd um, like to thank everyone who's been um, tuning in and, and listening to this little podcast, uh, uh, as well as people who have been tuning into the YouTube channel and um, uh, listening to the sermons and lessons that are on there as well. Um, I know right now, uh, during this time, uh, there's <laughs> you have plenty of time to uh, uh, listen to things if you're you know trying to keep yourself busy. Uh, you know, this is maybe something good to listen to, or or any lesson lesson at all uh, would be a good one to listen to. Now, in my last YouTube uh, upload from earlier this week. I talked about online worship, and I need to clarify a couple things. Uh, if you did watch that uh, or that upload, um, first of all, I was not trying to discourage anyone at all from uh, watching services or uh, uh, watching a lesson that you find on YouTube. Um, in fact, that's you know uh, not it at all. I was just trying to explain what correct and proper worship is and how God put it forth to us. Uh, I would always encourage anyone to uh, listen to lessons, watch lessons, um, uh, you know, watch services. Um, you know, during this time right now, during this virus, we're, uh, you know, all shut in or most of the country is shut in and we're not supposed to be leaving our homes. So I absolutely would encourage everyone uh, to do that. Uh, but the main thing, the reason why I did that uh, video is I do worry, it concerns me that after all this is over, after we go back to normal, I worry that people will say, well, if it's okay to attend worship online uh, during the pandemic, why wouldn't it be okay to continue doing so now? And, uh, of course, uh, I, I hope I explained it, you know, well enough uh, in the video that that is not worship unless you are doing those certain steps that I had explained in the video. Uh, but, of course, if services are open and once this pandemic ends and we're cleared to be able to go back and gather again, then if we're not attending worship, then we have to get into the thought of uh, that we are now forsaking assembly together. And so that was my biggest concern, and that's why uh, I did that video, uh, just trying to explain it. Again, I am not trying to discourage anyone from continuing to uh, watch and listen to lessons and sermons uh, that are on online. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, as always, uh, I would encourage if you have any other questions or comments, uh, you can, uh, of course, email them to me at clewistonchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to the uh, anchor.fm website, uh, anchor.fm backslash one faith in Christ, and uh, you can leave me a message there. You can leave me a voice message. There's a little uh, uh, link there. You can click on that. Leave me a voice message if you have any uh, questions or comments or, or um, ideas about a topic uh, to discuss. Uh, during this time, we've actually had um, qu 
quite a few people listening, uh, more listeners than normal and more viewers on the YouTube channel. And I really do appreciate that. I, I think it's because we do have so much time on our hands, but hopefully um, you stay around, stick around. And if you ever have any questions, just send them to me. And it's something uh, that we can talk about. Uh, what I want to talk a little bit about today, and this isn't going to be a, a very long episode, uh, so uh, you, you don't have to worry about that. Um, but anyway, uh, it's one of my favorite verses in Scripture. It comes from Joshua, and it is uh, Joshua 24, oh, if I get it there, uh, Joshua 24, 15. And uh, my kids know this verse because uh, they know how much I love this verse. And, and in fact, it's uh, hanging up in my kitchen. Uh, we have it there. I used to have a... Uh, something out front of the house um, that whenever you come into the house, you would see it. But uh, it's the last part of the verse uh, of 15, 24, 15 from Joshua that, uh, you know, it really caught me. I first read it, of course, many, many, many years ago. And it's something that has always stuck with me and something that we can learn so much from. Uh, of course, if you don't know the story of Joshua, uh, Joshua left Egypt uh, during the great exodus that was led by Moses. And he left Egypt as a very young man. Uh, we don't know his exact age. But as the Hebrews were uh, in the wilderness for 40 years, we know many of them, uh, in fact, most of the men uh, did bad things. They uh, didn't put their trust in God. They didn't believe in what God was telling them. And because of that, most of the men who left Egypt uh, after a certain age never got to see the promised land. They never got to step foot in the promised land. In fact, Joshua and only a select few others were the only ones who were young whenever they left Egypt and were able to see the promised land. Many of the older men, of course, died out, uh, 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 there were new babies during that 40 years, and the, the young men, maybe teenagers or younger, as they grew up, they were able to see the promised land. But Joshua, now Joshua stayed godly during this whole time, during this 40 years. He always trusted in God, even when things <clears throat> seemed uh, tough out there. Uh, there seemed like there was no end. Joshua trusted in God. And because of that, uh, Joshua was uh, going to be rewarded. And we have to remember, Moses is the one that left, or, or I'm sorry, that led the Hebrews out of Egypt. And Moses never got to step foot in the promised land. God took him up to the mountain and showed Moses the uh, uh, promised land. Moses was able to see it, but he never was allowed to step foot in the promised land. But Joshua would. After Moses died, Joshua would become the leader of the Hebrew people. <clears throat> Sorry, I have something stuck in my throat. Anyway, Joshua would become a leader of the Hebrew people, and he would lead them into the promised land. And also, he would be the one to conquer Canaan, which would be the, the, the Canaanites were the people that lived there in uh, uh, Israel, the areas that we know today as Israel. And, uh, other lands in that area, but Joshua would lead these Hebrews, 
and they would conquer all of these peoples, these people that God had told them to conquer and to get rid of, to push out. And Joshua did this. Uh, he did it with uh, um, being extremely outnumbered. The Canaanites were warriors. They outnumbered the Hebrews uh, greatly. And yet the Israelites, the Hebrews were able to do this and quite easily without losing, as if we read in the Old Testament, without losing that many soldiers, that many people at all. And of course they did it because of God. God was on their side. And Joshua always uh, thanked God for that. He gave God that due respect. He gave God the glory. And because Joshua knew that without God, they wouldn't have been able to do these things. But unfortunately, the Hebrews uh, would always mumble. They would murmur. Uh, after a victory, or we know right away after they left Egypt, they began murmuring right away, complaining about the manna from heaven that was given to them. Uh, you know, they said at one point that they would, they wished that they had died out in the wilderness and so they could go back to Egypt. And this was just kind of their, their character. This is the way they did. But after the wars, after Joshua had defeated all of the Canaanites and they were pushed out of the land, again, the people began to murmur and complain. And we're getting towards, of course, in Joshua chapter 24, we're getting towards the end of Joshua's life. <clears throat> he's beginning to uh, get up there in age. He knows he's getting close to death, but he's still not wanting to give up on his people. And he's hoping that they come back to God and that they stay with God long after he's gone. Of course, um, so, some do, uh, but most do not. Most will eventually drift away from God. But in chapter 24... Uh, actually, if we could uh, start with verse 15, uh, these people are complaining, uh, they're, they're moving away from God, and Joshua says in 24, um, I'm sorry, 24, 14, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, and whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So Joshua's making a very strong point there. He's telling these people, you can serve who you choose. You could serve the gods of your fathers or the idols of your fathers, those gods and idols that didn't do anything for you. Or you could serve God, the one and only God, the one who gave you everything, who helped you escape, who helped you defeat the Canaanites. And he's telling his people, you have to choose. This decision can't be done for you. Your parents can't do it. As Joshua said, their, their fathers were following false gods. So it can't be up to the fathers. It has to be up to you, the individual. Choose who you want to serve. This hasn't changed today either. Today we have to choose who we serve, just as it was back in those days. These other people that Joshua was talking about, such as the Amorites, 
you know, they thought they were doing right in their hearts. In their hearts, they still loved those false gods. In their hearts, they could worship God the way they wanted to. And in their hearts, they really believed that they were doing right. But, you know, just because you believe in your heart, that doesn't make it correct. We know there are a lot of people who believe in their heart that there is no God. If you're listening to this podcast uh, or watching uh, uh, watching the less, uh, lesson on YouTube or, or online services, you believe in your heart that there is a God. But there are so many people who believe that there isn't. So does that make it right? It has to start with our heart. With our heart, we have to say that we believe in God, or at least in the very beginning, we believe in the possibility of God. That has to start in our heart, but it's got to go beyond that. Unfortunately, I hear so many people say, I know in my heart that what I'm doing is right. I know in my heart that this is what God wants me to do. Well, God has told you, has told us in his word, exactly what he wants us to do. If you're doing something because you think God is okay with it, what's going to happen if God is not okay with it? But it has to start in our heart, um, searching our heart to love God. But then afterwards, we must search the scriptures, his word, God's own words, to understand, to uh, understand how we are to worship, what we are to worship, when we are to worship, and who we are to worship. Everything is found there in scriptures. God didn't leave it up to man to decide. He has given us the direction. He has given us the examples of what we must do to follow him. So that what, the when, the who, all of that is found in Scripture. If we try to do it ourselves, we're going to do it wrong. God doesn't want us to do it by ourselves or to come up with that with that answer. You know, a lot of people say the Bible is a mystery. The Bible is not a mystery. The Bible is clear on every topic. We just have to study it. If you study one topic, uh, you pick a topic. I don't care what topic it is. That there uh, usually in the Bible there are multiple different passages dealing with that topic. If you only read one passage and one verse on that certain subject, have you read everything that God has said on that subject? And the answer is no. If you just read one passage on a certain subject, you might not understand. It might be a mystery to you. So you must go on and read more uh, passages on that topic. But God is clear. The answer is always going to be found in the scriptures. You know, if someone tells you to do something or to believe in something or that it's okay to do something that cannot cannot be, um, uh, let me get this right, it, that it's okay to do something but is not found in the scriptures. If they're telling you to do these things, uh, and again, whatever the case might be, and they say it's okay, God wants you to do that, or we're doing it in the name of God, that is not correct. If God hasn't directed you to do those things, that is false. This is what Joshua was saying to these people. 
Joshua was saying, I, I understand that in your heart, you think it's right. In your heart, you love God, but that is not enough. In other words, obedience. We have to love God. Yes, we have to have faith in God. Yes, absolutely. But we have to obey him. Don't obey what you choose to do. Don't obey what someone behind the pulpit tells you to do. If I'm behind the pulpit and I start telling people to do something that God never said, doesn't that make me a false teacher? Absolutely. Yes. So my job as a gospel preacher, and it should be every preacher's job, and and, and denominations and, and other beliefs, whatever the case might be, they must be teaching the truth. And the only way you can find out if they are teaching the truth, the only way you can find out if I'm teaching the truth is by turning to the scriptures, listening to what God has to say, listen to his own words. So if somebody is telling you to do these things, to do something that is not found in the Bible, or believe any way you want to believe, you tell them, you believe what you want, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's the lesson for today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As always, I, I uh, uh, thank you all for um, uh, tuning in to this episode. There will be more coming. I've got more time to do it now with um, uh, services being canceled for the time being. But I really do appreciate all of you all uh, listening in. And as always, if you ever have any questions, please send them to me. I know I say this half a dozen times on each episode, but you can always send me a question. Or if you don't, uh, if you live here in the Clueston area, you can always, uh, well, right now you can't stop by, but uh, you can call me and we can talk. Or if you don't live in the Clueston area, contact your local Church of Christ. Uh, talk to someone there, um, maybe get Bible studies or ask questions. Trust me, every preacher is um, uh, looking forward uh, to that call and wanting to help. So as always, I thank you so much. And um, until we meet again, may God be with you.